Welcome back to the White Gray Black Weekly Manga Podcast. My name is Bruce, the producer of the White Gray Black YouTube channel. With me again this week is Gautam. What's up, people? This is a podcast where we talk about the latest Japanese manga releases. Welcome to the Manga Book Club, and thank you for being here. Uh, this week, we are talking about Akane Banashi, Chapter 64, Blue Box, Chapter 103, and Kindergarten Wars up to Chapter 15, because that has been getting published in the West. thing that we'll start at with the top of the hour is we just got four new manga releases from Weekly Shonen Jump from Shueisha. Um, one of them is good. The other three are pretty poor. Mm-hmm. Usually there are sort of two blocks. There's kind of like a spring block and a fall block of new releases. That's what uh, the last couple of years have been like for WSJ. But it was announced today, maybe yesterday, uh, two new series are going to be premiering in Weekly Shonen Jump in... I believe it is issues 29 and 30, which I think is June, is like in two in two-ish weeks. I think not not this weekend, but the next weekend. Uh, 17, yeah, 17th, 18th, I think is the, or maybe it's the week after that. In two or three weeks. Um, and then the week after that, 29 and 30. So we are getting two new series. The first of which is from a series called Hinumaru Sumo, which is a sumo wrestling manga by that author named Kawada. They're going to start a new mixed martial arts-focused sports manga series titled Asumi Kakeru, uh, June 19th. There's the date. Uh, starring a boy and a girl duo who have a fateful encounter. Boy, you could not get a more generic description than that. <laughs> is... This, this seems like blue box with like sumo, I guess. Potentially. I mean, I certainly will take more blue box. I think blue box is awesome. Um, I was not familiar with Hinomaru sumo, so I had to look it up briefly. It looks just oh, like this a... is not about sumo. Okay, got it. Yes. Uh, his So Kawada is the author of this one. Their first, their first series is, is Hinomaru sumo. Um, it's a it's a sports series about sumo. So I've read I've read all of this actually. Oh, have you really? Okay, that yeah. is that is even better then because I was going to say I flipped through it and it looked fine. I it, obviously it can't. Good. Is it good? It was good. Yeah, it was a is good it, series. Is it good? Good or was it like kind of good? It is. Good? It is regular good. Meaning, regular good. Okay. Yeah, like a, I'd say like a seven out of ten. Okay, cool. That's encouraging then because if this author has improved or practiced. Um, assumedly their new one will also be a good, uh, series. I, it, this is interesting that two new things are coming. I think what this means is that, I think this is because Mashal is ending soon. I think one of these will be a replacement for Mashal and the other one, I don't know what the other one is for. Maybe just filling out the, uh, maybe just filling out the, the deck, so to speak. Maybe they know, like, something is going to fail out of the new candidates or like a lot of them are going to fail and they're padding yeah padding their roster a little bit yeah i mean i mean generally what we've seen historically is that i think even if they know after chapter one that something's a failure right like new age exorcist is a failure i there's that is not going to change anyone's mind unless they do something absolutely wild um they generally still give those people 
at minimum two volumes, right? They usually give them at least 14 to 15 chapters, which is, you know, almost three months of publication. Uh, my guess is they are not, this could be because they are not expecting Rory Dragon back at all or anytime soon. And so maybe there was a slot they were holding that they are saying, if they come back, we'll put them on Jump Plus or something. Because um, it has been, when was Rory Dragon was first published? I want to say August, maybe September last year. So we're coming up on the one year anniversary of, we got, how many chapters of that did we get? Like four, and then they just left. Um yeah, it, it was a yeah, true. I I think they have flex slots though, you know, because mm. you know Hunter X Hunter is so inconsistent, and it's like That's it's true. out when it's out kind of a thing. So I, I don't know, I don't know how any of this works. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a little strange. Um, we'll have to see. So the other one is from a new author. Uh, the new author's name is Ikkyu Hachia. Uh, relative unknown. They have one. Uh, they have one published one shot on Manga Plus in Japan that is not translated into English called Seryu no Magui. Um, I flipped through and it looked pretty good. Honestly, like it's very hard to tell. I do not read Japanese. I know virtually no reading Japanese. I know like one. I know I know the symbol for no, which is a little circle and a thing. Um, but flipping through it, I I was getting good vibes from visual storytelling, which is good. Mm -hmm. Uh. That new series will be called Icehead Gill, uh, which How's we have gotten. Was that? How's the art? I thought the art was good. Uh, I thought the art was slightly above average, uh, not amazing, uh, but it was also it was also much more slice of life and less sort of actiony. So it's a little bit harder to kind of flex your muscles there. Um, oh, cool. Okay, you don't need like you don't need to be the best artist in the world for that. So perfect. Yeah, I mean, but definitely you can you can go you can go flip through and check it out. Uh, it it did seem, I mean, just from the general kind of like page flow and page layout, it did seem much more interesting and better than a lot of stuff, right? It was definitely better than New Age Exorcist or Dororon or those kinds of things, which I think are sort of generic and standard and not very good. Um, but anyways, we don't know anything about that series. His their series will be called Icehead Gill. Uh, apparently there was the only information we have on it is there will be a man with an axe in it. So, oh, okay. Guess we'll have to see. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of exciting. I thought that we were kind of you know through the new, uh, the kind of big month or two of all the new series dropping, and it's like nope, you got two more in the middle of the year. Uh, yeah, I I do think minor tangent here. I do think that. It's really difficult to premiere four series in a row, essentially, or even, you know, four series in five weeks, um, because like we did on the podcast and out of it, you're going to pick one that you go, well, this one's good and the rest of them are bad. So I'm only going to read one new thing. Um, I think it would be better for for WSJ to just do, I don't know, one new thing every month or two, see if it sticks. If it doesn't, you know, do another new thing. To be more kind of uh, kind of overlapping with them, as opposed to just like do a big block, okay, cancel three out of four every three every you know six months, do another big block of four new things. It, does one of them stick? Okay, do another block. Uh, that feels. I mean, I I think I understand why they do it that way, but I don't know how. How do you feel about having more spread out? Yeah, the structure. I think I'd prefer it more more spread out as well because I think. Uh, when you release something new, you have to earn the audience's buy-in. And I think that is harder when you 
do four new things consecutively. Uh, yeah. I think there, people are less willing to give bad things a chance to develop if you have three other new things that you're giving a chance as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't like that strategy. But Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. I think it's a lot to ask to get into anything new, right? That's kind of the biggest, that's the hardest thing is the biggest buy-in is here's a new thing. Please invest in it. Please keep reading it. Um, and asking someone to do that four weeks in a row, five weeks in a row is, is a lot. And that's, you know, more than most people are willing to do, right? I mean, that's honestly more than we're willing to do. I, you know, gave the things that I thought were okay, three or four chapters, but you know, I, I read, I, think i read the second chapter of new age exorcist and i have not read a chapter since then i think we're on chapter four or five now um i i have dropped everything except for tenmaku cinema i yeah i'm i'm in the same situation i think i yeah i think i read like maybe five chapters of kill blue five or six maybe four chapters of do retry and two chapters yeah less and less right Um, yeah it also doesn't help and i think we talked about this a couple weeks ago it doesn't help that they just kind of publish them in decreasing quality order <laughs> like they publish yeah. the best they publish the best thing first and so your your uh expectations are now set really high like wow this this is really good and then the next thing comes out and you go well this isn't as good and the next thing comes out and you go well, this is even worse and the last thing comes out and you're like this is bad so i i wonder if if that was an intentional choice or if they just thought everything was the same quality and they just did it I mean, his, from what we've seen historically, I think every time they've done one of these blocks that I've read, sort of all the new stuff, I think they almost always publish things in decreasing quality order. Um, Got it. Let's see if this, it happens here, too. Kind of yeah, curious. I'm not sure. I mean, or they at least, I think, assume seniority. And I mean, seniority isn't always quality, but in this case, you're getting, okay, this person has published you know, a full manga. They're doing another one. Um, and the second one is a brand new person. But we'll see. And, and it's like, you're right. It's like Shokugeki no Soma. Food Wars has global popularity, you know? Yeah. People Huge anime hear... adaptation, 300 plus chapter, great run, made a ton of money for Shueisha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A, a known quantity. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of known quantities, a quick little happy birthday shout out. Today, we are recording on June 7th is... Hirohiko Araki's birthday. That is the author of notable famous works like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 3, Star Crusaders, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 4, Diamonds Unbreakable, <laughs> JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 6, Stone Ocean, etc. Basically, this guy has only written JoJo for I almost 40 years, I want to say now. Uh, but I was is... wondering where you were going with that because <laughs> I was like, what else has he written? I, uh, I, but yeah. yeah. I was actually looking, I was like, oh, surely he's written some other stuff. And I think since he's published JoJo, he's written maybe one non-JoJo thing. And he's only written the now, what, nine parts of JoJo and spinoffs. Everything you look, I looked at his sort of like one-shot manga or like other manga published. And it's like, oh, this has an interesting name. And it's like, parentheses, spinoff of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Parentheses, spinoff yeah. of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. So. Yeah, good, good for him, man. Uh, he, he knows what he's doing. He clearly made a successful series and is still doing it well so yeah Perhaps. i need to i think i missed the third chapter third or fourth chapter of part nine i kind of want to read it because i was kind of digging the first two chapters it was, it was definitely interesting um yeah his art yeah his art is is has leveled his art i think is really actually really good in the in the part nine stuff that i was reading part eight i there's so many parts i think we're on part nine right also, I think I think JoJo in general occupies this space of chaotic energy that mm-hmm. no other manga seems to meet. 
So uh, I, I'm here for it. Yeah, he's very... and Keep doing you, Rocky. I don't remember if we've talked about this on the podcast or not. I know I've talked, we've talked about it a lot, but there's sort of in uh, writing, a lot of the sort of novel slash book writing podcasts that I listen to, there's two notable kind of uh, methods of writing. One of them is called discovery writing, and the other is sort of a planned writing style, which has a couple of different names. Um, and someone like Oda is very much kind of a, a planned writer, right? His world, he builds his world out. He knows where things are going before they happen. He's, you know, planned into the future, knows where, you know, has laid out, at the very least, has laid out a basic skeleton and builds around that. Um, on the other side, discovery writers don't really build anything except for maybe an idea and some characters, and then they sort of write and see where it goes, right? They discover along the way where the story is going. And I think Araki and JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is massively interesting because he is intentionally a discovery writing manga uh, author, and there's not a whole lot of those. Um, even though we talk about sometimes kind of you know putting the uh, putting the tracks in front of you as you go because you haven't planned where you're going, and that often series lose quality when that happens. Um, because JoJo intentionally kind of has no idea where it's going and is always kind of flying by the seat of its pants. That's like, that's the fun of it. And it, you know, Araki even in on the large scale, but even in the small scale, I'm fully convinced I've watched what three and a half anime seasons of Jojo. I'm like halfway through part four. Um, I'm com fully convinced that he will come up with an idea for a bad guy, introduce them, and he does. He has no idea how the good guys are going to beat that bad guy until he writes it down and draws it. I, I don't think he plans like, oh, I'll introduce this guy whose power is this, and they'll counter him with this power, or they'll beat him in this way. He just goes, oh, what if this guy had a bunch of little army men walking around? How do they beat that? And he, he doesn't know. The author does not know when he introduces that challenge, and he discovery writes his way into it. I think that's very interesting. I think JoJo's is interesting for that reason. Now, I will say that discovery writing... Discovery written works don't jive with me as much as planned out stuff. I really like uh, more planning behind my stories, but lots of people like JoJo, so it is not a bad way of writing. It's like an improv comedy routine versus a stand-up routine, you know? Exactly, uh, exactly. And Araki is very practiced, so I, I, I feel like, unlike Horikoshi, who we were talking about uh, mm. earlier with, with the putting the, the uh, train tracks in front of you as you go, yeah, yeah. Um, I think Araki has just been doing this for uh, the 150 years he's been on this planet. And yeah. He's only he 62, continue. I believe, which is pretty old for Magica, but not that old. Goddamn, JoJo has been going on forever, too. I think it him. premiered in 80... 79? 84? 88? Sometime in Man. the 80s. But yeah. Uh, so happy birthday to Mr. Hirohiko Araki. Speaking of happy birthday, it will be the first birthday, no, the zeroth birthday, the, the birthday. Anyways, another new series from our boy, the excellent character designer, that's sarcasm, Hiromashima, this is the guy who has done Fairy Tale and Eden Zero, is starting a new dark fantasy manga series titled Dead Rock. That is going to be in monthly Shonen Magazine, um... And that starts July 6th, so right about in one month here. Uh, the little tagline here we have is, A demon boy is taking on the harsh entr entrance exams of the Demon King Academy named Deadrock. 
this is probably going to be bad. I don't think I'm going to like this. How do you how do you feel? Uh, I think I won't like it either, but there is a market for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you like fairy tale or Eden Zero, you which a lot of people did. So it's it's a Mashima work. You know what you're getting into, right? A spiky haired uh, protagonist that looks exactly like every other spiky haired protagonist, and who acts like a very shonen protagonist. Um, yeah. Having said that, I think I don't get Mashima. He is a machine. I don't know how he does everything he does. He he like doesn't miss a week. He just pumps out manga, and goddamn, like the art's not even that bad. It's good art. No, he's a pretty good artist. Like he's yeah. I I beamed on him for his character designs. If you go look, like uh, let me see if I can, like I, I don't know how he does it. It's it's just uh, it's just freaking crazy, uh, and like in an article, like in the same article he announced this, he mentioned that he. Plays, he gets seven hours of sleep and plays two or three hours of video games before he sleeps. And <laughs> that's ow. wild. That's wild to me. Yeah. So like I put I put it on screen here. So this is like what is it? Fairy tale protagonist is on the right. Eden Zero is on. No, this is three. Right. This is fairy tale. Eden Zero and was it Rave Master? Is that the other one? Rave Master. Yeah, Rave Master. If these three characters in the middle. They're like. It's the Pam meme. It's that's it's the same picture. Like those are the same character. And I'm pretty sure I saw a picture of this uh, of the Dead Rock thing. Um, and it looks, it is also the same protagonist. It's like a spiky hair shonen guy. <laughs> like so, unsurprising. But honestly, he stick has with what you know. Quantity over quality, <laughs> maybe. It's weird because like the quality isn't that bad. It's very generic, so it's not mm-hmm. for us. And it is very shonen, so it's not for us. Yeah. But. But there is also the idea that some people, so people, people like us and me in particular, we have to watch ourselves because sometimes we get frustrated when we feel like the same stories are being told over again. And we have to keep in mind that there are new people in the world that have not experienced all of the stories that we've seen. So um, it's just age-based cynicism because we've seen it too many times and we are older. So there was if a lot you see of the same uh, thing five times in a row, you'll get an, you'll get bored or annoyed with it. And that just happens as you get older. Right. Uh, but yeah, like I liked fairy tale when I was younger and it came out. So uh, I, I expect someone like me who is like 10 years younger, uh, 12 years younger than me uh, to maybe 20 get into years. this, maybe a 10 year old. Maybe I don't think I don't think a 20 22 23 year old is going to is going to be enjoying this near as much as like a 10 year old. This this is shown in for this is real shown in for 9 to 14 year olds, right? That's that's kind of what uh what this guy does. Yeah, I at the end of the day, I think it's a very known quantity. I think uh, I think you hit yeah. the nail on the head there. I think this is I think people who like this or people who aren't familiar with it will find this and they will say Ah, this is comfortable and familiar. Uh, this is rewatching The Office for people our age. Comfortable and familiar, even though we know exactly what's going to mm-hmm. happen, and that's still okay to enjoy those things. So, yep. Uh, I will read chapter one because you never know. Maybe, maybe me too. Me I, too. We'll see. Uh, maybe the I can definitely stomach stuff like this if the art is really good or if the paneling or something. So we'll have to see. Because I have never even dipped a toe or tested out Fairy Tale or Eden Zero or any of these. So, uh. I, I've never consumed anything Mashima, so I'll, I'll try this when it comes out. We'll probably talk about it on the pod, and then we'll. Uh, my guess is we'll dismiss it as this is a shonen. If you like yep. shonen, you check this out. You would hate it. 
I, 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 pro- I am predicting. I'm predicting that it will be the. It's. I mean, the premise sounds like the most generic thing. Like, oh my gosh, a demon school academy with a guy in it. This is. Oh, I like. The it's the on. fourth demon school academy manga to premiere in as many years. So. Uh, shout out to Iruma Demon School. It's great. I've heard that one's good. I need to, need to check that it one out. Good. Has a lot of chapters, so it's scary. Uh, um, it's really fun. Easy read. Yeah, I need to get into it. Uh, here's a weird one. Wit Studio and WB Japan, that is Warner Brothers Japan, are an, have announced that they are announcing a new isekai. They're gonna they're gonna premiere or talk about it on July third. I believe that is at uh, anime. What's the anime convention in LA? The big one. That one. Anime Anyways, Con. I don't LA. think it's. What is it actually called? Why am I, I have blanking no. on it? I have no idea. It doesn't it's matter. Like anime Expo <laughs> AX. Yeah, AX. Yeah. Anime Expo. Um, so they're premiering that at Anime Expo at AX, uh, and it's they have said it is an isekai, and they said the anime will have quote some familiar faces. I am. Who, who are you calling? I am assuming call. this is. I'm assuming this is just DC isekai. I I don't know if they'll let Batman into this, but this could be. I mean, this who knows? This could be kind of B tier, C tier people. This could be. I don't know. Plastic Man, Black Canary, you know, Hawkman or something, isekai I I don't know. Or maybe it's a normal person gets isekai into the DC world. Uh, I th- assume it's going to be the other way around, but who knows. Um, it's it's an isekai after Superman uh, does what he does to Lois Lane in Injustice Chapter 1. Oh, in, in Injustice. I was like, what are yeah, you going with in, normal? Yeah, it's just Lois Lane isekai I actually, uh, no. I'll take, I'll take a swing for the fences on this. I actually think this is going to be Justice League Isekai. I actually think this is just going to be the Justice League gets Isekai'd, and that's that would just the make whole no sense. Like, that's the whole premise. It's how does Batman, how do Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, the Flash, and Green they Lantern? They would be fine. They, they would <laughs> yes. be so fine. They would be well, but but that's the whole. So that's the whole appeal of Isekai, though, is the power fantasy of they get to the new world and they have now have superpowers. But in this one, instead, they get to the new world and they've always had superpowers. So. It's the same idea. You've just cut out the like. You've cut out the scene at the start after they die that they go to the new world and they get superpowers. They just get there and they're the same people. Yeah, it's funny because if any of those motherfuckers get isekai'd, there is no threat capable of facing them at all. Like the Flash Especially alone. Super- yeah, the Flash, the- Superman. Yeah. yeah, the Flash freaking ran to the end of time itself. Like, what can stop that? Nothing. Multiple That's insane. Times. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's been doing that a lot. Uh, yeah, he, I'm interested to see that, that again. Much. That's uh, that's uh, on wait, July 3rd, Akon. So here, here's my wild swing. Yeah, what's your uh, wild swing? Sorry, go for it. Yeah, yeah. Sam and Dean from Supernatural, Isakad. Are they, they Warner Brothers property? Yeah, they are because they cross over with Constantine or something, didn't they? It, yeah, it, it, they are WBCW property. Yeah, CW. Yeah, okay, CW. Yeah, okay. Hmm. It's not going to be them, but it will be hilarious if it was. Yeah, we'll see. I, the the quote that they gave the quote some familiar faces that tells me multiple characters um mm-hmm. this is an anime endeavor uh because this is wit studio right wit studio is uh mainly responsible for attack on titan the early the first two three the first three seasons i believe um I really think this is just going to be Justice League or potentially like Suicide Squad Isekai. That might be a better, that might be a funnier, better premise. The Suicide yeah. Squad gets gets Isekai might be more fun than the Justice League gets Isekai. 
I I think I think it would be more interesting because at least yeah. the the Suicide Squad has to. They're not overpowered. They are, but like not that overpowered, you know. Yeah, they're and they're goofier. I I don't know. I this could be anything. It, it might be disappointing when they come out and it's like child Batman Isekai or something. I don't know. That would be pretty lame. But uh, uh oh. Speaking Super of... Supernatural has an anime. Might be it. Oh no. Um, okay, keep going. Move, anyway. move past it. Move past it. Speaking of pretty lame. One Piece is going on a one-month break. That isn't actually lame because Oda is uh, getting surgery to correct his astigmatism, which he is. we are both in the club of. I also have massive astigmatism. I don't even see how massively thick my glasses are. But uh, yeah, so he's going to get that surgery. I believe we get this week published, and then I think one more week, and then it will be four weeks off for Oda. This is This is funny because this is the third time he's taken a break this long in the entirety of one piece he has never taken a break for four weeks except for uh the time skip and then a year ago he went to go help with the production of the one piece live action and he took i think he took a full four weeks then also it might have been three um but he like flew to south africa i followed a bunch of that stuff and then he's getting surgery and taking four weeks so rest up king yeah he deserves it I am curious to see when he comes back what his art looks like, if it's changed or different. Um, just watch it be like five times better. He'll just it'll, he'll literally just revert all the way back to like the the starting art style, the like very busy full <laughs> lines. That'd be really funny. Um, Do you know when the break starts? Uh, so it's I believe we get. I believe he is still going to be published in twenty nine in WSJ twenty nine. It's either we get this Sunday's One Piece and then he's on break, or we get one more and then he's on break. I think we're getting one more and then he's on break. So okay, cool. I think it starts on the 18th is the Sunday for us. Um, I think it starts then, but it might be earlier than that. So he'll be back um, July something, middle of July, July do 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 16th maybe. I think July okay. 16th is his return. But yeah, so that should be. I'm. I don't know. Every other time he's taken a break, he's come back strong. I believe the the year ago time he took a break was maybe right at the end of Wano. I don't remember. But yeah, I, I it was right at the end of Wano because didn't he came back in minor spoilers? Did he come back and like Shanks showed up? Wasn't that maybe the time where he took the break? I truly don't recall when he when he last took the break. Yeah, I'm not. It's sure. all blended together for me. Anyways, speaking of taking a break, no, nah, it doesn't work. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> next piece of news is Yusuke Murata, artist of One Punch Man, is announced to be working on a new iShield 21 one-shot titled Brain X Brave. Uh, Yusuke Murata is the original author, or the original artist, sorry, the artist on iShield 21. The author of that is, uh, I believe it's Boichi. Or no, the, who's the author of Dr. Stone? It's Boichi. No, I thought... Is he the artist? I don't remember. Inagaki. Richiro Inagaki. I believe that is who. Richiro Inagaki. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Man, that guy only works with talented artists. Yes. He hasn't done anything else. Trillion Game is his most recent thing, which I have not been reading, but I have seen. That also has really good art in it. It hasn't been getting translated, but I read up to what was translated. 
Yeah, I remember seeing that a couple of years ago, and that yeah, I have not seen it um, mm-hmm. recently. He's also he's also the uh, artist on that, which is interesting because his art is oh. also really good. So cool. yeah, it is. But yeah, if you want to go check that out, uh, go look up Yusuke Murata's Twitter, and you can see the little short animation he released to commemorate the 21st anniversary of Ishield 21. It goes to show the reason I made my first video on the White Gray Black channel is because Yusuke Murata uses animation in his action paneling, and turns out he's really good at doing animation, too. Um, yeah, go see his One Punch Man animation. It's it's like he handed the whole thing himself, yeah. and it's great. It's just super charming and fun. Yeah, he also released like a Journey to the West Monkey King translation thing, like six months ago, maybe? That was also really good in like two parts. Like, this guy has released, I'm trying to think, in the past, like, I don't know, two or three years, he's released a good, like, seven or eight minutes of animation. Like, Dude, I, a monster. I, I, I am like, pretty sure, so... I don't know he, how he does it. Yeah, he also took a, a break at the end of last year, um, and I saw people kind of saying, like, oh, rest up, come back, and I looked at the tweet that he released, and he literally said he was going to work on animation stuff. I don't remember. I think he was maybe working on his own personal thing. But he, I, I took it as he was going to work on some animation for One Punch Man Season 3. So I think whenever we get Season 3, Yusuke Murata will be a key artist in that. So I, I am excited for that. I, I think he is the definition of the saying, if you love what you do, you're not working a day in your life. I For sure. I think that yeah. is for sure the truth. Um, speaking of loving what you do, Last piece of news today, June 17th, so 10 days from now, there will be a Netflix of global fan event called Tudum. This is, I think, in South America somewhere, I think in Brazil. Um, hmm. And all five of the One Piece live action Straw Hats will be in attendance. Uh, my prediction here is... I've been calling it for a while now. I think this is maybe the third time I've said this is when we are getting the One Piece live action trailer, but this is planned to be released this summer in like a couple of months. Uh, The planned release time for One Piece live action is summer 2023. So we are pretty quickly running out of time. Um, We get this trailer on the 17th. I would put money on it. Let's see it then. I'm looking forward to it. I I am very curious as to see how this even looks. Yep. I I wonder if they will, how much they will show. Because they could do a very atmospheric teasery thing, or they could do, hey, here's what the stretchy powers look like. Here's what a man with a sword in his mouth looks like. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm excited. I I really hope it's good. I, I actually I, think, I, I think so. it is going to be good. I think it is going to be a well-made quality show that might fall short because it just looks weird. But we'll see. I I think there is a lot of heart and effort put into this. Yep. And that is all I think. I hope it pays off on the other end. Um, all the so. interviews I've we'll seen see. with the creators, I think all the actors are great. Uh, I, yeah. I think it's going we'll to bomb, but yeah, that, I hope it doesn't. Yep, we'll see. Uh, we certainly will see. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be too negative on it, but I don't think I'm, I don't feel like I'm being negative. I think I'm just I've just seen this happen too many times. Yeah, yeah, there are no good live action anime adaptations. There are not. So 
it's realistic to say this one will also not be good because there's never been a good one before. So wait, hold on. I want to shout out Rurouni Kenshin, the live action. Uh, okay. uh, the only, the one exception to the rule. Okay. They are good. But that's it. I, I haven't seen anything else. That's good. That's the only one. Yep. That's okay, the only one. Let's uh let's talk about manga. You're going first this week. Uh talk All to right. me about our little darling Akane Banashi. This is chapter sixty four. This has been going over a year. I feel like we just passed that over. Um Yeah. That this uh, started last spring and has just been like consistently one of, if not the best thing in jump almost every week. It just hits all the time. The author knows it's always what they're good. doing. And uh, it moves really fast, and there's no downtime. It goes, okay, time for the next arc, immediately into it. Uh, yep, but talk to exactly. me about uh, talk about this chapter, which was focusing on one of Akane's rivals in the competition that she's trying to, to compete against three other individuals to get in to be a part of two people who get to go compete along with four other, no, four other, three other people? I don't know. She's Effectively, to... they, she, they are in a competition. <laughs> yes. There's a competition uh, to go to another competition. So. Yes, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, at the moment, it, one of her rivals, it, he's this uh, uh, chubby-looking older dude who used to be in sales. And uh, it's it was pretty easy to dismiss him as like a, a, a side character. Go back one real quick. Oh, yeah. Uh, as as a side character uh all around but no he he has the talent for it i i absolutely love this character um mainly because he's incredibly relatable to me especially i mm-hmm. i felt both of us yeah yeah exactly we were both in cells yeah exactly uh so how what what happened last chapter is uh he went up and started doing his performance and the panel of judges uh, one of them is a very big stickler for keeping everything in order or like keeping things traditional and not right, changing not, the source yeah, material. Not diverging from source material. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so uh, one guy went before this dude and he got shit on by this judge for adding his own personal flair to something that judge already considered perfect. Uh, so in this chapter, the sales guy goes up and starts doing it pretty traditionally and uh, all the judges are pretty impressed. And he goes off the rails and adds so much of his own flair and does not care at all about the traditionalist judge. And in the next panel, you'll you'll see that the reason for that is because he used to work in sales and while he did well selling, because he's talented at talking, he's talented at kind of reading people's emotions and giving them the answer they expect. Uh, he, While he does a great job, he loses the morality and ethics along the way, and he loses his love for the game. Mm-hmm. He, he doesn't like selling anymore because it's, it's just lying and manipulating to get what he wants, and uh, he sometimes has to peddle shit he doesn't want to peddle, uh, yeah. even at the expense of the customer who he was there for in the first place. And this is the big relatable part, at least for me in the, the brief stint that I did in sales. Uh, Same here. I, I yeah. quit, I quit my sales job for a, a job that paid way less at the time because it just didn't feel good. I didn't feel good about myself at the end of the day. And that was portrayed exactly in this chapter. He quit to do Rakugo because it brought back the feeling of, just being there and making people happy being your ultimate goal. 
Yeah. And, and there's like when I was in sales, I did the part of sales that I did like was like someone comes to me and says, you know, I have a problem. I need to fulfill this need and helping them get there was said that's a satisfying part of sales. Every other part, the which this guy calls out, right? Like the pushing products, which aren't good or that you don't think they need or hitting that quota. Like those are the parts of sales that suck. But like making people happy and then coming to you and saying, please help me. That was great. I actually, I got lucky enough that I applied for a sales job at the, uh, at the job where Gautam and I met. Um, and luckily enough, the recruiter was smart and in tune enough to say, you don't sound like you would actually like being in sales. You sound like you would be better in customer support. And I said, that sounds awesome. <laughs> that sounds yeah. way better than sales. And I'm very lucky to have been, uh, uh, to have been swapped over there now. So I, I, I don't think you can be an ethical salesperson. Unless your product is really ethical. But yeah, unless like your product ethical. is really the solution that people need. Yeah. But yeah, so he's, he continue with uh, what's going on with the character here. Sure. So he's an apprentice of our uh, semi-antagonist character, Arakawa. And Arakawa tells him, uh, your, name's, your uh, name will be Kaichi, which means joyous and one. And if you betray that moniker, he'll get expelled instantly. And that's exactly what Kaichi wants because that's what he did in his sales job is betray mm -hmm. his own ideals. Uh, so here he has no intention of doing so. Uh, and yeah, he just goes out there and gives the best fucking performance he can, puts his all into it and changes up everything. Uh, all for the audience's uh, laughter and appreciation, even at the expense of, any kind of judging or results he may receive. He doesn't care about that at all. He only cares about how the people who actually matter feel about his performance. Yeah. He's, he's a audience first. And uh, I love, I guess exactly. Uh, and I love this chapter because the bitter traditional traditionalist judge started out the chapter by saying, this is so stupid. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, after seeing kind of his style and just earnestness and dedication to making the audience laugh, the chapter ends yet again with a, this is so stupid, but yep. after the traditionalist judge chuckles, you know, like uh, he relents as in, okay, I get it. This is, this is stupid, but yeah, Ex it's excellent mirroring in telling the chapter. I think the chapter, yeah. it might not be the first thing, but it's on like the first page or two of like a, this is so stupid. And then it ends with the same, this is so stupid, but that's, Stupid can be good. We just talked about JoJo. JoJo's a pretty stupid series, but that is yeah. part of its charm uh, and part of this performer's charm too. Yeah, this is, I mean, this is just another excellent chapter um, that just, yeah, it just goes to prove Akane is like, it's always good. It's never bad. And this is a good little encapsulated kind of one-off, one-shot section of the story that is just, that kind of complete tells a character's reason for living shows their performance shows them winning over the crowd and actualizing is great i love i love this chapter too it was excellent i i truly don't think i have found a, an a manga character or anime character that i could relate to on a professional and personal <laughs> level a professional level, degree yeah yeah, yeah professional but also like the mindset behind the reason he quit sales is exactly my mindset and why I quit. Like, yeah, uh, it's, I mean, it's just same, uh, bizarre. Sure. It's like looking in a mirror a little bit. Um, I love this guy. He's great. I, I hope he wins. I hope he makes it. Yeah. I'm uh, curious. Uh, do we, so 
historically, in the past 60-whatever chapters, Akane has like pretty much come out on top every time she's competed. I think it is probably time for her to fail. My guess is it is in this competition where she does not move forward. Um, I would like to I, see that. I think that because we got a big backstory chapter for this guy, I think there's a very high potential that he moves on, and I think that the uh, voice, voice actress girl, yeah, I think the voice actress girl who lost previously to Akane in the, was it the high school whatever competition? Um, she's back with a vengeance. I think we'll get her performance either this week or next week. Um, I think she will move on. I think Akane will lose. I think she'll have to go and work and rediscover. It's because Akane is very structured like a, uh, structured like a sports manga kind of, um, Generally, they don't just win all the way to the end, right? Uh, the real dramatic parts are when they lose. And I, I like it when it's more realistic, when it isn't just, you know, it isn't just, hey, here's how one person becomes the greatest, or here's how one team goes all the way to the end, or it's more like, well, here's how they struggled and they tried. Um, I'm thinking of, like, Haiku specifically, right? The, yeah. The first year they show up, they are like, we're, I was... I had not seen much sports anime in the past other than the kind of stereotypical stuff. And I was very impressed with Haikyuu in that they kind of go like against one hard opponent and win. And then the next hard opponent they go up against, they get like slaughtered and they lose. And it's like, well, got to try again next year. And they go back and work hard and do it again. And they do that for three years. And it's awesome. And they do not always win. And they do not always, they do not. I don't, I have not read the end. So I don't know if, if in their third year they go on to win the little regional championship or the Japan nationals or whatever it is, but um, I should go and read that because it's really good. Or maybe watch the anime. But like you said, there is no hero's journey without a low point, right? It, and uh, every, all the wins that, like a, a hero or a protagonist gets is like, it's more satisfying after yeah. they lose. It There's feels redemptive it, yeah. and it makes it more meaningful. So There's yeah, totally literally... Right. There's literally no drama without failure and struggle, right? Struggle is drama. So it's, yeah, if, if there's no struggle, if someone just does everything as easy, there is, this is a reason that I think is, the reason people think that Superman isn't a good character is because they think he doesn't have to struggle to earn any of the wins he gets. I, I would disagree with that, but th it's the same idea behind this, right? If you don't struggle and fail, there is no drama, there is no story, there is no you know, character growth, etc. Um, yeah. So anyways, <laughs> anyways, so sorry, I I think you lose this one. <laughs> yeah, me too. But uh, great chapters. Uh, I thought last good. week was amazing. This week was also amazing. Uh, so what do you got, Bruce? I have got Blue Box. Uh, this is a really good series. It's been a while since I brought it. I want to say I might have brought it chapter like 99, maybe a month or two ago. Um, I, I think it's been long. It's been a bit since we yeah maybe even longer here. than that uh so spoilers this is chapter 103 uh blue box by koji mira this is the confession chapter uh god bless reiwa energy 103 chapters to a confession it doesn't look like the series is on a track to end i don't i haven't heard the announcements the there's still lots of un unresolved stories and plots um there's a confession we're gonna see what happens i think i trust this author uh but really i mean it's just a again speaking of drama there's no drama without struggle and this is a super good kind of very simple struggle to a confession chapter i guess uh 
Taiki is the the male main character. He, ta- I don't remember. I'm trying to think. He like takes a, a group trip with his friends, and he happens to end up in the same area that uh, that the girl is in. And so he's like, they're like trying to meet up, but they miss each other. And then he's like, wait, I can like get the bus. You know, the bus will be here to take me to where she is. So I can. And then the, he like the bus. Oh, the bus doesn't come for an hour. And so he's like, then in the chapter before this, he's just like, fuck it, I'll run. both of these are like athletes right so he literally just like sprints to this lake she gets taken back there um it's not a whole lot happens they like call each other and he's like i need you to meet me at the lake and they both kind of like this is this is this is maybe the sole reason i wanted to bring this is that there's just some really good visual storytelling and both of them um really sort of struggling and persevering dramatically getting to the point uh that taiki gets to confess um but yeah, this is, uh, I don't know, this is just like a really good confession chapter. I feel like all confession chapters are pretty good because it's almost always a big, it's a big payoff, uh, especially if you're just kind of invested and you're still reading at a moment. Um, and this one came, like, not even, it's weird because it isn't, I'm trying to think of how to say this. It didn't necessarily come at like a apex or climax of the story. It kind of came during like a down phase, but also it definitely felt like the characters had been bottling it up to a point of explosion for a long time. And this, I think that them kind of exploding into a confession here is a felt very good and appropriate. Um, it, I mean, you can see on screen, it's just there's something to tell you, and then you get some gorgeous double page spreads. I like you, Shinatsu Supa. I like you. I, it's, I don't know. I like. I'm a it's sucker simple. I like for it. it's simple. I mean, and and Blue Box, I think Blue Box, I think is is really good, um, and is setting itself up to be kind of the probably the best romance in main WSJ. I can't think of another one that even has romance right now because most of them don't even have it, but. Uh, people um, like that one called You and I Are Polar Opposites a lot. Uh, I read the first few chapters of that, but oh, okay. I, I don't know. Uh, you've seen it before. I have seen it before. I have not read it. But, but Oh, okay. Okay. Got it. But yeah, you could be very well right. I uh, I hear like a lot of good things about Blue Box all in all. It's good. I gotta it say, kind of, it, it benefits kind of from win. character designs. Like the character designs are fucking awesome. Yeah, the art's great in this. I mean, and that's, like, that's one of the things, again, that this this author is... This author does like sports slice of life romance and like all parts of it are really good. Like the sports drama romance stuff. It's all pretty, the sports action is, is all really good. Um, romance and drama stuff is good. I, it had a little bit of kind of like a down arc, but it recovered from it pretty quickly. Uh, I really like blue box. And if you're not sure if you're sold on it, go read the one shot. Uh, the blue box one shot is, I think is like one of the best one shots I've ever read. Uh, it really is exceptionally good and concise and and works uh yeah and it's i mean it's the confession chapter it's great i i love it i'm super excited to see where it goes now um because i i don't know i don't know if we're going to get full raywall energy and it's going to be we should date or if it's going to be classic i can't date you until the basketball competition which is kind of how i feel it might go uh just have a sneaking suspicion that they'll because they're both set up for uh what is it taiki's trying to get into some kind of school and then Shinatsu, the girl, is in. There's a basketball competition coming up that she has to win, and they're both kind of internally in the past. They both kind of struggled with. They do the classic romance manga anime thing, right? Where it's 
oh, if I if I get first place on my tests, I'll confess. Or if I win the basketball, I'll confess. And I, which is why I'm super glad that they kind of broke away from that and were just like, the dude's just like, I can't fucking wait anymore. I have to tell this girl I love her. Um, yeah, I don't this, know, is, just... this is the I am I'm the armored titan, and he's the colossal titan of confessions. Where it just happens. Not quite, but I I see where you're coming from. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't. I mean, I don't know if it felt more. Man, it's so it's kind of hard to describe. I need to like go back and read the last three or four chapters, but it felt very. I'm trying to think. Chapter 100 or maybe chapter 99. They like shared a really intimate like moment, and then Taiki, the the male MC, has been like, and then she okay, what is it? They like share a really intimate moment where she like hugs him or something, right? Like easy bullshit high school high school bullshit, right? Like oh she hugged me, she's in love with me, whatever. Um. But then she, like, leaves to go spend, I think, like, Christmas and winter with her family. And so the dude's, like, absolutely pining for, like, real bad. Um, so all of that kind of coming to a head and, like, we're close to each other after a couple of weeks. I, you know, missed her so much, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. It all made good sense to me. I think the character writing here is excellent. I think the art is great. Um, yeah, I... Any chapter that gets me just, like, holy shit, I really want to read the next chapter, that is the gripping sort of... Uh, that's the kind of story I want to read, right? That just pulls you yeah. out and says, makes you, you know, yeah, is a page turner, essentially. Yeah, I get you. I agree. Uh, hopefully, uh, did, they, did they play more badminton? There hasn't been badminton in a hot minute, but they do, the guy still plays badminton. So he's, is he a second year or first year? He's a second year high school student. She's a third year high school student. I think that's right. Or maybe he's a first year and she's a second year. Might be that. Yeah, he was. I the think younger he's. One. Yeah, he's. A, yeah, he's. He's the younger one. Yeah, which is why he calls her senpai. But I don't. Know. I, I mean, there's not. There's not much else to say other than sick rail energy confession. And I think this. I think this is going for at least fifty more chapters. Uh, so. Yeah, that's impressed. awesome. Uh, I'm, I'm glad it's not ending like like some some manga do. You know. Yeah, like right it, after I mean, confession. there's like a slim chance it might. It really doesn't feel like it should be ending anytime soon. Um, Got it. So, cool. Let's talk about let's talk about another little darling that we've brought up once or twice in the past, but has been getting a official English translation, so we've been able to catch up and now move ahead of where the fan translations were previously. This is Kindergarten Wars by Yu Chiba. Let's talk about Kindergarten Wars. So you caught up with the three chapters published at a time. We got three of them today. I think it was 13, 14, 15. Uh, all really good. Talk to me overall about Kindergarten Wars. How do you feel about it? What do you like? It's as, uh, it's as fun as always. I, I really like the series. It's it's very much a popcorn series where I can just read it and have a good time. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's nice to have like something very casual to read. Yeah. I, and it's kept me interested. I didn't think this premise I would have the legs it did, to be honest. I, I thought it has one joke. Uh, I'm glad you came around on it because I remember talking about it maybe when we started the podcast when chapter one or two dropped, and I thought, or we we had three or four chapters, and I was oh, I I always said legs, yeah, and oh, I just didn't think it had legs, yeah. I always, I I, I thought it was especially after the bomb, the bomb girl arc. I thought that was like incredibly well character, good character storytelling. So I was, I was in after that. I thought, oh yeah, this this author can write, so Chiba can write. It's it's uh, a little tough sometimes with one joke series. Uh, and Kindergarten Wars is 
it has more jokes now. But yeah, the first like eight chapters, nine chapters is one joke, and it is good every time. And my concern was, how long can this one joke continue to be good? And the answer is, it's still good. I don't know. It's, it was good in, was it chapter 13? The one where she comes up against like a group the of ninja assassins and like asks yeah. them all like one dating question and they all answer with like the most awful, the most like awful answers. I loved <laughs> like, it. Yeah, that was really funny. Was it? There's uh, one of them. There's one of them where she's like, what's your favorite movie? And he's like, it's a live action adaptation of and like doesn't finish and gets shot. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I That was that was hilarious. <laughs> One of them is like a ticket scalper. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Really it was, it's just funny. She's like ranking them. She like sees them and she's like, oh, the, you know, like all these different types of guys. Like, oh, it's the, it's the twins, the cute and the dark type number, like 13 and 14 rank. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's just, just good gags with addition to other stuff. Um, also like surprisingly good action, action, choreography and paneling. Um, I actually, like every time big action happens, I like it. It's maybe not the best I've ever seen, but it's like really good and I like it and it's exciting. Um, this series does require like it's it's very Looney Tunes in that you just have to suspend your disbelief fully in why are assassins running a kindergarten? Who cares? Just read it. Like it's it's Sakamoto uh, Days levels of Looney Tunes. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, right. Like here she's like deflecting a sword with like a shovel. <laughs> yeah. Like, blocking a <laughs> shovel with her gun and all this stuff. But yeah, I mean this is this is just a this is a really fun series. Um the official translations I think have been really good. All the new characters they've introduced, I think, are good. Uh, I like, again, talk, speaking of the story kind of evolving past the one joke kind of meme format, um, we've gotten a little bit of history on the lead character and how she used to be, like, the best assassin in the world and they called her the witch or whatever and how she kind of recovered from that. But I like this, these couple of chapters kind of opening that up again and going into it. My guess is we're going to get, we're going to get a little bit more of her backstory coming and uh it was a doug and the other girl are gonna learn about it learn more and more learn how she feels about it i don't know i mean i I think that just with the storytelling especially the whole bomb girl arc um i kind of trust this author to just do a good character thing in the middle of you know this goofy i think so it seems compelling yeah i will and oh sorry i we kept talking about how it has one joke but didn't explain what the joke is uh the joke is that uh, she really wants to date a hot guy, but she is also incredibly picky. So if so, the only guys she meets are people trying to assassinate, like one of the kindergartners, because they're all they have rich parents, uh, or kidnap a kindergartner. And uh, every guy she meets has a red flag or a perceived red flag, and she just kills them. Yeah, and as soon as the red flag comes up, she goes, ah, "Nope." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's but like uh, but honestly they've done it in a couple of like different ways that it keeps. I you're right that it's just like it is one joke but it keeps being funny like the like the group one. It, they but did One Punch Man has one joke right or like technically the the premise is that he beats everything in one punch and that was like right, the first right. like ten chapters. But, I mean that's uh, the first like eight. So chapters. it can still be yeah. like one joke doesn't mean a bad thing. It it's it's it can still be a good joke. You just have to keep it fresh. Yeah, but it's either a good, way, it's a good way Sorry, to sort good. of yeah. corner. Uh, lay a cornerstone for your series of like i will do do more different spins on this one joke and it'll still be interesting and funny and you know that even if we don't see it for a couple of chapters you'll kind of come back to it as a safe spot yeah exactly uh you think this uh new assassin girl will join as a teacher 
I don't know. I think she might be more like a recurring uh, antagonist who's, you know, I'll come back and chase you down and show up at opportune times. Um, I'm not sure. It's it, it's kind of hard to tell. The The series is still so new. I mean, we've only gotten 15 chapters. Uh, and the first, you know, four or five or six were all just kind of gags things before we got the, the bomb girl arc and then just more kind of gag stuff in the middle. So uh, yeah. very lighthearted, kind of very difficult to tell where the actual story is going to go. Um, I did, I was going to say, I did like the gag here of the kids just being like so innocent and happy. Like she gets knocked into a, uh, like a little house or whatever. And he's just like, I'm like, sensei, you found us. He's like, why did you go inside? He's like, we're going to play, we're going to play, uh, action thing. Oh, but yeah. And here's, and here's the good panel example of like the really good action. Like this is a fucking awesome spread. This is a cool spread. Yeah, it looks great. Um, with a really, with really goofy faces. I don't, this is sort of like, this is kindergarten wars boiled down into like a single page, right? It's like, wow, really hardcore over the top action. She like throws her sword and cuts the playground in half. And there's like three smiling kids with like the little uh, bracket eyes and the goofy faces on all the teachers. This is like, it's goofy. It's high action. It's over the top. That's exactly what kindergarten wars is. It's just a fun series for sure. But yeah, go check it out. It's the perfect time to get into it. It's only 15 chapters up. Yeah, it's on Bonga Plus and the Viz app. So uh, I just the kids are so funny. They just literally always have the exact same face. <laughs> they, literally, they have the same face in every single panel they're on. Oh, you know, this one's a little different. but it, They're permanently jazzed like about the situation. Like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> cool. Anything else about Kindergarten Wars? Uh, nope. Cool. I think That's we're going to spend... It. We got some big... One more things to talk about. I think those are going to take up a little bit more time. So let's start with yours. A movie you went to go see last night? No, two nights ago. Monday night. I, I actually, uh, mine's going to be really quick. Um, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. I, I, I think uh, I'm just going to give you my opinion on it without any spoilers and uh, move on. Uh, basically, Across the Spider-Verse is probably the best movie I've seen in years. I think it yeah. is the best superhero movie I've ever seen. And it's not close. I just think it does everything right. And I don't want to say anything else about it at risk of ruining any part of it for you guys. So go check it out. That's true. You're you're total you're definitely missing out if you do not watch it. I assure you. What do you think on it, Bruce? I totally agree with you. This is this is one of the best movies I have seen in years. This might this is probably the best movie I have seen since the first Spider Man five years ago or whatever it was. Um the Spider-Man in, Into the Spider-Verse? Is that what the first one's called? Uh, yeah, Into the Spider-Verse. Into the Spider-Verse, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. The The only thing that I think doesn't let me fully pass judgment on it is a little bit of a spoiler for the ending. So I will just say that I do not feel I can fully pass judgment on it until more happens, <laughs> I guess. Um, until a sequel? Right, until, until a sequel happens. That's minor spoilers, but... Um, yeah, I mean, this is just like art. This is like artistry at every level. This is like perfect storytelling, uh, the perfect pacing, visuals that are so interesting but not unclear. All these different artistic styles, all these different cultural things happening inside it. It's just like it's everything, and it's all so perfect. It's so good. I, it's I completely agree. And yeah. I, I feel like we could just uh, leave it at that because 
you should just go see it. Yeah, you should, we don't want to say anything more on it. Pay, please pay money to see this movie. Um, cool. I, I do I, have one quick thing to yeah, just yeah. bring up, though. Um, I I read the uh, the Kill Blue, the assassin going to the body of a little girl thing by the Hina Matsuri author. I just uh, you're talking about J M. That's J M. J M is the new one. Yeah, yeah. That's the that's the one. This body swap I, by the Hina Matsuri author. Yeah. Uh, I wish I had uh, remembered that before today, but I, I just wanted to give a quick shout out and, and say I think it was really good. I thought it was yeah. really interesting. It's it a is, better version of Kill Blue is what it is. It, oh my God, yeah. A much better version of, of freaking Kill Blue, dude. It, it is what Kill Blue should have been. It has the same, mm-hmm. a very similar premise, but just does it right, in my opinion. Yeah, whenever, I think it's a monthly series, so I think whenever we get, if we get chapter two, we can bring that in a little bit. But yeah, I, I agree. I read, True. I read the J... It's like a J double arrow M I J swap in. I think it's just J M is what we'll call it. Uh, really good series, really funny. Um, I liked it a lot. So, yeah, I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. Really? So, what do you got for us? For oh boy, thing, Bruce. Oh boy. Ah! Um, I finished reading now. Kurosawa's <laughs> monster. Uh, saying that Spider Verse is one of the best movies we've seen in years, I think Monster might be. Might be the best thing I've ever read. Like, that just period, end of story. Like, it legitimately... I haven't fully processed it yet, even though it's been, like, almost a week since I finished it. Um, It might be one of the best things I've ever read. Like, it's so masterfully crafted. It's, it's like... I don't even know where to begin. There are characters that will show up sort of in an arc that come back and are important there are through line characters through the whole story everything is resolved everything is dramatic everything the climax is insane this is this is the sort of pinnacle hbo drama series of manga that's kind of the best way to describe it you could one-to-one adapt monster into live action on a screen and it would be it would be the new talked about hbo drama like it's it's that good, and it, it. I think if you just translated it j- pretty much one to one onto screen, it people would be like, "Oh yeah, this is, this is The Wire, this is Breaking Bad, this is The Sopranos, this is on that level of good, but it's also like better <laughs> than all of those." That's crazy. I legitimately think this is maybe one of the greatest pieces of media I have ever consumed. That is it's, in such incredibly strong praise. Yes. Um, and you remember how much I praised I praised Pluto, and Pluto was amazing, very good. Mm-hmm. I would definitely say if you want to start with something by Naoki Kurosawa, start with Pluto, just because it's shorter. It's only like 60 or 70 chapters. Uh, Monster is like 160. That being said, because it is longer, it gives you more time with the characters, it gives you more time to build and expand on everything, and really, I think every extra page Naoki Kurosawa gets to tell his story is an is just more perfect storytelling. And so the fact that Monster is longer than Pluto is just just means that it's better. Um I this that's, is That's cool. It also has maybe the greatest last chapter of any like the greatest sort of finale note of like any again just like of maybe of any story I've ever read. The last chapter Damn. of Monster is so fucking cool and it's so good and it resolves and progresses and surprises and reveals and 
Uh, all I will say is, well, no, there, the name monster could be about multiple people in the story, and that's the beauty. That's part of the beauty of it. Um, Interesting. Well, cool. I, I will have to read it. Um, yeah, and I, I will. I will say the anime was also animated by Madhouse in their prime. Yes. So, and I've heard, I think the anime adapts virtually all of it. I think it's like 60 episodes, does. right? So if you do two, two long. and a half, if you do about two and a half chapters per episode, you're going to get, I think, the whole story. Um, and from what I understand, the I think you can probably watch the anime and get the same or similar things out of it. I will say, I particularly love now Kurosawa's, his page layout, his storytelling. I think I talked about it last week or two weeks ago when I was reading Monster and not finished with it. Um, mm-hmm. You can go listen to that that episode, but wow. I mean, yeah, I mean, I just can't, like, it's very hard for me to parse every book I've ever read, every comic I've ever read, every manga, but, like, I can't think of anything that has such sort of intricate, mature, perfect, excellent character, plot, pacing the art is awesome the page layouts everything like the monster is it's amazing the only i think the only thing that i could say negative about it is that it is a slow burn series in that for the first 20 30 maybe even 40 chapters i was not as gripped as i was after the time right if you can i think the very start of it is super gripping and then i think it kind of goes into a uh, oh, Tenma's on the run and he's chasing Blah and he kind of chases him around for a bunch of little short arcs. But the cool thing is, by the time you get to the end of the series, all those little short little arc things he did are actually like super important. They like matter. Uh, and the other, one of the other cool things I have to call out about all of Urasawa's work that I've read, but especially Monster and even Pluto, is how, how worldly it is, how sort of in tune with other cultures. Um, Monster takes place in Germany, primarily in Germany, and uh, I guess they just call it Czech. Late 90s, it was not Czechoslovakia. It might have been the Czech Republic. Uh, I think mm-hmm. it might be Czech, Czech Republic at the time. Um, and the like cultural, political context that it's written in is like, like 100% in tune with like real German and real Czech people and they talk about because it takes place from like 1995 to 99 i think it's about a four-year span um they talk about like the fall of east germany which was like not that long before this happened they talk about uh the the it's called the balkans war czechoslovakia getting split up into the czech republic and slovakia happened around that time also it was, it was early 90s 91 92 um that's like that is like a key or no i guess it might have been mid 80s but anyways that like those real life events play an incredibly important part in the story of Monster. And so it isn't just like, oh, it's set in Germany because it'd be cool and interesting and, you know, they, they go to Czech Republic because blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, like the reason these characters are here is because the Czech Republic fell apart and they were, you know, they were immigrants or refugees, blah, blah, blah. Like all this stuff is like all this political, this real life political I'm trying to think of what, like, this, like, real life, I'm going to say it correctly once. This, like, real life, like, political situations, I, I don't know how to say it, it's it's in the story. Um, and Tenma being from Japan, and there's there's a 
point near the end, not really spoilers here, where he meets like uh, like groups of other refugees, right? He he meets like a woman from Vietnam and uh, some guys, I think also from like some Balkan state and all this other stuff. And they're like, they're also presented in a very sort of sympathetic, you know, the world has wronged you type of way that was appropriate for the mid nineties. Uh, I, I don't know. It's, I, I, no, could... I, I get you. That, that sounds cool. It, it represents like the political climate and landscape of the time. Perfectly, there you go. Right? Political and, climate and, it... and landscape. Those are the words I was looking for. Yeah. It's it. The fact that the fact that Urasawa is able to get that political climate and landscape into his stories and make it real and make it important and influential to the story in addition to just writing a really good story this is the like the like nuance and depth i talk about when i I talk about like manga reviews and stuff the nuance and depth is sort of like the extra like okay is your author not just telling a simple story like what else are they doing and monster is like fully doing fucking everything it can and it is doing all of it perfectly it is has all of that political intrigue stuff it has all of that cultural situational uh you know border whatever you want to call it you know, stuff and it's all per- like none of it is bad or wrong it is all perfect and it is it is the perfect mastery of storytelling visually writing wise special shout out to um a previous fan translator who is now an official translator for wsj uh his name is stephen paul um i think i tweeted at him once or maybe i talked to him directly on twitter i don't remember uh stephen paul used to work for manga screener which was a rip site or whatever um he fully translated pluto and he fully translated monster and i believe he works now on one piece and a couple of other things for shueisha um might be the greatest translator writer i've ever seen because you you can't just be a normal translator on something like monster or pluto and really get the full effect the full feeling of it through um and stephen paul's translation of monster is immaculate it is so good i cannot imagine what any other translate any other translation potent possibly being better um yeah i'm I'm nothing but praise for monster it's like i was saying i it's very hard i'm trying to parse through every single piece of art that i've ever consumed monster might be the best piece of art i've ever consumed like it's it's in that conversation. It's that good. Damn. Well, good shit. Uh, I'll have yeah. to check it out. And you know what? I think, Bruce, as a recommendation to you, uh, consume more shitty content because you watched and read two incredibly good things in a row. Yes. And I, I fear your standards might be too high now. So Nope. Too bad. Maybe- I'm re- reading 20th Century Boys, also by now Kiyosawa, and commonly regarded as his best work and his longest uh. one. So... And I, I, I don't think you will have the capacity to enjoy anything else after you're done. No, that actually is the problem now. Is I tried to read a bunch of other stuff. I tried to read. I'm trying. to look at what I like. Tried to read between. I like tried to read some Undead Unluck and I couldn't do it. Tried to get back into Trigun. Was like, nah, it's not really doing it. Um, I tried to start up Soul Leader again. It was like, no, I don't think so. Um, there was something else I tried to read, and I was like, oh, I tried to read Hell's Paradise. Go Kuraku. And I was like, no, I think I just need to keep reading Urasawa until I read all of it and then take a break. Uh, so I'm going to read yeah. 20th Century Boys. That'll probably take me a couple of months. That's like 250 chapters. And I'm going to read Billy Bat. Um, and then I'm going to read Asadora. And oh, he wrote one other thing that I can't remember. But Asadora is his currently published work. So, yeah. I, well, God, Godspeed, King. Uh, when he's back, he's just going to hate every chapter of everything he's read. 
He's just going to be like, okay, let's talk about it. It's going to be like the One Piece. I'm just going to look at it and be like, yeah, but in, in like in Monster, like Urasawa does this and this, and it's perfect. It's, it's exceptional. It's the best every time. Why can't everybody just be like this? Um, well, I, you know, my only issue with this chapter of Mashal is that they didn't cover the geopolitics of the situation well enough. Uh, <laughs> that's, dude, what, that's what Bruce is going to be like when he's, when he's I mean, it's just one of those things where it's like, it's it's so good to a degree that it like just exists in a different world. Like I I honestly I don't think I will bring it to compare to other series because like not like there's nothing to compare it to. Like you can't compare yeah. anything to Monster. Like the only things I can think to compare to Monster would be I, I think the best comparison I can give is something like The Wire or the Hannibal TV series. If you like kind of cross those two together, uh the kind of like sociopolitical ness of Baltimore in the late 90s is very much kind of very similar to this kind of sociopoliticalness of Germany slash the Czech Republic in the late 90s. Um, and they both kind of execute that really, really well. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this is it, legitimately this is the premier HBO drama. This is the Sopranos, Breaking Bad, uh, Sopranos, Breaking Bad, The Wire, Mad Men. If you like those things, you'll like Monster. And Monster is also. I think hands down better than all of those things. Damn. Well, okay. It's awesome. On the list. It's excellent. I, yeah, you've got to read it. Cause it's like, I, it's immaculate. It's so good. Will it's do. beyond so good. It's it, it like legitimately is perfect. There's, I would change nothing. Anyways, I'm done gushing. I'll go take a cold shower after this. It, um, that was actually the definition of gushing. Uh, if you look that up on the dictionary, uh, you, you can find what Bruce just said. A few seconds ago, gushing. Uh, but but it, it it does sound good. Jokes aside, it does sound good. Uh, I I will have it's to check good. it out, and I will I'll report back to you. I'll let you know. I would I'll very much suggest. I do think that if you're just going to start, start with, with Urusawa, I think start with Pluto. It's a self-contained story. It's a neat little nod to uh, to Astro Boy. I have my little picture of uh, Tetsuan Adam of Astro Boy back there, as you can see, because I read Pluto and was like, I have to get a picture. I have to, something in my room has to tell me that I love Urusawa. So. That's one I yeah. back there. Also, minor tangent complaint. Astro Boy is a stupid fucking name when the original name is Tetsuan Adam, which is like steel-armed Adam, which is cool, right? Like, or iron-armed Adam, I think is the like direct translation. It's like iron-armed, like Atom, A-T-O-M. That um, makes sense, but also in like the cartoon, he was a diaper baby, and Astro Boy is the perfect name for him. And that yeah, case. luckily in Urasawa's, he is never diaper. He pretty much looks like that. Yeah, where's my? Yeah, okay, he good. pretty yeah, much yeah. looks like a little little boy the whole time. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I'm like, you will see me in two or three months, and I will come back with 20th century boys, and you will probably get another. What was that? Fifteen minutes of me gushing. You'll probably get another ten or fifteen minutes of me saying, okay. I know that I said that Pluto was one of the best things I've ever read, and I know that I said that Monster was maybe the best piece of art I'd ever consumed, but 20th Century Boys, from what he, I understand, gonna, 20th Century gonna, Boys is widely regarded as like his magnum opus. So He's going to go through all of them and come back in like in like a year and a half uh, and be like, my dopamine receptors don't, don't fire dopamine yeah. into my brain yeah. no more. <laughs> well, <laughs> because so much, too, too much uh, high quality shit went into it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I he's, he is currently publishing uh, Asadora. So eventually, the, the, the last the last uh, hurdle to jump is catching up with that. And then I will get, uh, I think, weekly? No, he might publish monthly. I don't. I think it might be monthly published. Anyways, monthly Urasawa. Uh, he also has his own YouTube channel. So 
I'm also just going to start tweeting at him all the time and commenting on his YouTube channel in poorly translated Google translated Japanese. Like, I love your work. I think you are an artist. I think you are the Leonardo da Vinci of manga. I think you are Jesus Christ of manga. I'm sure you love that. Yeah. Reach out to him. Reach out to him. Get him on the pod, dude. <laughs> you and I, I not I, speak I Japanese in, in the slightest. Uh, well, it, well, hold on. If if he if he said, uh, "Hey, let me come on your pod," but I only want to talk about geopolitics, I yeah, I would say yes, absolutely. I would just be like, "Tell me." I want to like, man. I'm so curious about how he wrote Monster because he had to have gone to, he must have gone to Germany and Czech Republic for like a year. Like he surely lived in those places for like years. Like the his understanding of the like small little enclaves of one of them is like what is it like czech uh like czech refugees in germany and the the, like part of the story of monster is about sort of like remains of nazism and white supremacy and stuff like that plays a part in monster and that was a real thing in late 80s in late 80s and 90s germany um and they had like had to work really hard to squash it like i it's just it's like i don't even know it's crazy. It's just insane how good it is and how he like weaves all of that nuance and depth into his story while still telling like a super compelling, dramatic uh, story that's like, it's not fun. It is fun to read because it's a wild ride and it is like such good storytelling that like, yeah, it is fun. There's, the topics aren't always fun. There's murder and and that kind of stuff, but like it's so gripping. It is like that gripping drama of of a Breaking Bad, of Sopranos, or something like that. That's what this kind of story is. Got it. Well, yeah. I'll have to check it out. Go read it or watch the anime. I think the anime is probably the same. Um, yeah. Anything yeah. else? Anything else you want to mention? Drop. Talk about. Uh, nope. I'm all good. Let's get out of here then. Thank you for listening or watching. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channels White, Gray, Black, and WGB Weekly Manga Podcast. That's this channel. Uh, If you want to listen to us as an audio-only podcast, we are on all the major podcast providers. If you enjoy the podcast and you want to support us, just give us a like or follow on whatever podcast or video distributor of your choice that you're on. Subscribe, whatever positive reinforcement you can. That's the best thing you can do for us. Um, If you really want to help out, head on over to the Patreon over at patreon.com slash WGBmanga where you can hear some bonus episodes. Check me out on Twitter at WGB Manga. If you want to suggest something that we should be reading or talking about, leave a comment on the YouTube video or uh, at me on Twitter. Is that what you say? At me on Twitter? Tag me on Twitter? I, I, I think so. I think it's at me, right? D- yeah. Got, at, uh, tag me on Twitter. Tweet tw- tweet me. Tweet at me. There we go. Uh, <laughs> as always, <laughs> thank you so much for being with us this week. Goodbye. Please come back next week and don't forget to read more manga.